Long greetings and good day and welcome to the Grapefruit League edition of Birds All Day. My name is Drew Fairservice. Uh, we, are he- we are here talking about your Toronto Blue Jays who are, I don't know, they, they tied one of their games. They've played games. They don't count, but they're, they're playing them. <laughs> Somebody's playing them. Somebody's playing them. Yeah. Some Blue Jays, some uh, Auburn Double Days. No, they're not quite to that point yet, but... Uh, uh, yeah, my name is Drew Fairservice. We're talking about your Blue Jays. Joining me, as always, old reliable, old reliable, Mr. Andrew Stoughton. Stoughton, how are you? I am well. You are well. You are. Uh, are you? You bitten by the baseball bug again? Oh yeah. Ooh, love those. Love those spring training games, especially early in camp when just nobody plays. But when they do play, it's really important to react strongly. You want to extrapolate a lot from every performance. You you know you got to get what you can get out of each. And every inning and, and pitch thrown, uh, Ari Dickey is bad now. Oh yeah, we see. Yeah, he was bad. Yeah, uh, Drew yeah. Hutchinson is good now. Yeah, that's good too. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but I don't know. So yeah, we're going to talk about your Toronto Blue Jays. We're going to talk about the spring training, uh, some of the news and notes. That's one good thing that kind of comes out. Everyone, all the reporters and writers are down there groping around for something to talk about. So you cook up a bunch of stories. All right, Dickie had knee surgery in the offseason. Yeah. Tore his meniscus. He said his knee would swell up as big as your head. That's crazy. But he said he pitched with that last year, I think. Right? Yeah, yeah. So whatever. He's already Dickie. He didn't give a fuck. He was fine. Not a lot of effort in that delivery. I think he'll be okay. It's very repeatable. He, and he has that work ethic that, they all, that we all love him for. That's true. Uh, I don't know what else. But uh, <laughs> There's some stuff that's there's been happening. There's some yeah. stuff. There's lots of you know, soft focus features and pictures of... Guys holding their dogs and Marcus I mean, Stroman you... putting up paintings of himself <laughs> in his home that he can see from his own bed. Uh, that's not cool, man. I don't know. That's a bridge too far. Or or is it? Yeah, no. It's not cool. <laughs> it's a little bit weird. He signed a deal with Jumpman. He's, he's yeah. on the Jumpman team, which I is good for him. That. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping that one day he could start to you know pitch. Maybe that'd be that'd be fun. That'd too. be good. I would like that a lot. I, he was fine when his in his debut. Still want to see see the you know the strikeouts. I threw, he, he saw. I saw he got one nice swing and miss on a uh, swing and miss on a curveball. Just good. It's good to see, as opposed to just trying to throw. Yeah, you want to see swing and miss. Pitch to contact, get grounders. You don't want to I'd see him go like. Remember, we all remember Latroy Hawkins uh, kind of melting down in the playoffs because he just kind of keeps throwing that two seamer over and over, waiting for the, that roll over ground ball, uh, and then it doesn't come. <laughs> yeah. Then you are getting uh, lit the fuck up. Like yeah, Latroy Hawkins did. Wasn't great. Who was good? So good when he first arrived, and then kind of progressively got tire fireish. Uh, until the end, he was a bit of a victory cigar for yeah. the other team. Well, yeah. Speaking of victory cigar, we're going to light one up for everybody who has come at us and reached out to us on uh, on Patreon, which has been uh, very great. And you can, of course, support what we do on Patreon at patreon.com slash birds all day. To keep us in business, uh, we're going to maybe go through and do the shoutouts again. We did some shoutouts last year. We're going to re-update the list. Yeah, seems like a thing to do. You know, as we get closer to the season, we'll give you a shout-out. Yeah, it's not it's not enough just to get one shout-out for these heroes. These people have been sticking through us for a whole year. A whole yeah, year! Damn right. Crazy. They'll get another shout-out. We're shout getting out. really yeah. close on to, to a year as well. This is episode number 50. 50? If you like round numbers, there you go. 
50 of these plus god how, how many of the other ones yeah a bunch we've done a bunch yeah we've done a bunch uh, so we do thank everyone who has gone to patreon.com to support us and to keep us in business and keep us honest and keep us going uh, 50 of these and here's to uh, I don't know 500 more god those <laughs> effectively you? wild guys have done like a million yeah. Sure. Basketball Jones, the, the starters, they've done hundreds, 700 shows, I think, now. Yeah, it's crazy how long they've been doing this, yeah. And they're, they are blowing up. It's a Trey and GQ. Woo! Talking about his shoes. Dude, uh, awesome. If you Good like dudes. what you hear, of course, you can either go to Patreon and support us. And if, if you don't feel compelled, if you don't want to do that, don't worry about that. Go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, go to Podcatcher or Podbean, and uh, subscribe. And when you get there, drop us a rating. Give us a thumbs up or a like or a... T-R-I, a emoji, whatever you want to do, and drop a review. We're into that. It helps us, uh, I, I'm told. Uh, it, I, more, it's mostly more for ego satisfaction. Yeah, I think so. If I look at the charts, and it's like, we're here, and it's like, oh. Theoretically, it keeps you up on the charts, and I don't know if anybody actually like subscribes, like goes looking through the charts, and is like, oh, you know who goes looking like through the charts? The same thing that you and I did it a hundred times, whenever you have a new podcast, and it shoots at <laughs> the top of the charts, you take a screen grab and you're like, that's, hey, look what's number one on the charts well, this week. That's what you do. That's Suck it, Simmons. That's you right. Hack. Uh, so we'll talk about the stories of spring so far. Uh, Aaron Sanchez is very big. Sure is. Uh, the Blue Jays are very good. There's a cool... Uh, let's, let's talk about those things. The things that are going on. We'll talk about uh, contract stuff. Sure. Not Jose Bautista this week. We'll give him a break. Talk about the other guy. Brett Cecil. <laughs> Drew Storen, Brett Cecil. All right, Dickie, we don't have to talk about. That ship is sailing. Michael Saunders, he's good now, if, I think, if you saw today. He rounded today. the bases. He ran and did yeah. some running. Yeah. Planned the parade. <laughs> they totally didn't just try to trade him. It's fine. <laughs> not even, not even like, they didn't just successfully <laughs> trade him. Successfully. Uh, so we'll talk about all that. And so much more in this edition of Birds All Day. So as we said before, we've done 50 of these. So that means we've done at least a few spring training related shows. So if you have listened to Stoughton and I in our various iterations, you know that uh, spring training is not, it's, it's important to, to have a bit of a distance. Enjoy spring training, go down, hang out. If you can get close, go to the backfields, watch Rowdy Tellez do he, BP. He's, he's playing in the big the big games now, right? Yeah, now. yeah. But like you get to watch him do <laughs> BP. I yep. saw uh, Callum from Mop Up Duty who had a nice video of, uh, Vlad Guerrero taking BP. That's there. You go. Fun makes that's something to watch. Nice sound. I bet it does. Uh, but don't worry about like what was it? Darwin Barney had five RBIs or something the other day. Yep. That happens. He's got like three doubles in six plate appearances or something like that. Sign him up. He's your everyday second baseman. Sorry, yeah. Ryan Goins. Yeah, competition there for Ryan Goins. Hey, he's a fine defensive uh, second baseman. Hey, wasn't he really good down the stretch too? Defensively? Uh, no, didn't he get some hits and shit? Barney? Sure he did. Yeah, he's terrible, but... Uh, the, 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 hit, the Jays scored so many runs <laughs> in September. They scored let... so many runs that people 
didn't notice how bad Kevin Pillar is at the plate and are like, he'll probably just get better. So they should bat him leadoff. I like this leadoff idea, says says people. <laughs> because, you know, he'll probably just he'll probably just get better. He worked on his defense and now he's going to You you waited what? Four minutes before you just attacked a straw man. You it went, is no straw man. I, every time I mention Pilar and how he should never lead off, I get legitimate, actual people, human beings, telling me that I'm wrong, that I should believe in Kevin Pilar, that he is magically going to get better enough to satisfy he hit the in needs college, of the team. He did. Stoughton. He hit in college. That was an argument that he I got He hit in the minor leagues. Person. He did hit in the minor leagues. Did he didn't walk in the minor leagues? Hitters hit, homeboy. Hit. <laughs> uh, there was a good. I'll talk about this real quick. Then uh, you've done my work for me. Uh, Jason Stark of ESPN had a cool story about the Jays' up the middle defense and how it is uh, the best in baseball with Pilar, because uh, you know defense is something that never. Once you're good, you never get bad, or you never have career years in. in <laughs> Defensively, uh, he, I'm very happy to have him as a defensive center fielder out there. Just shouldn't hit leadoff. And Ryan Goins at second base, and Troy Tulowitzki at short, and Russell Martin behind the plate. Uh, that in terms of defensive runs saved, that quartet is as good as anybody. Better than the Royals, even. Uh, the Royals, of course, their calling card. They go fuck themselves, also, but they can indeed do that. But uh, there's just a, like a really, really impressive defensive. And then you can go to either side the rest of the infield. Donaldson at third base, of course. Who can forget Chris Colabella standing on his head playing defense in the in the ALCS? Oh, yeah. That all those great plays. And, of course, Smoke is a nice outfielder, a nice defensive first baseman. Smoke, or sorry, uh, no, Colabella made a big play today as well, I believe. I Did he? Yeah, I believe he made a nice diving play. He's, he's, he, that... wants, he, wants those, he wants 500 at-bats. Well, give them to him. Happily. Yeah, no. smoke, smoke's okay too. Did you see uh, Smoke had a home run today? I did. And he had a great. Quote I saw the. I saw the quote. Arden yeah. was like he came in. Did you guys hear that? Did you guys hear that? That shit was loud. That was that was uh, Justin Smoke's quote. Care of Arden's welling. Uh, they're a great defensive team. The best part. Go back. Go if you haven't read this ESPN story uh, that Jason Stark wrote. Go and read it just for the part where they all. Fawn over Troy Tulowitzki. <laughs> right. uh, I, I said it to Stoughton before yeah. we started recording that Kevin Pillar's quote sounded like me in that he was just kind of <laughs> fawning and going like, I know, all I knew about Tulowitzki is that he's really famous. Like He was just like really into it, fanboying out, and how the whole team is fascinated by Tulowitzki's ability to throw on the run. Uh, you, you, you and I have made the joke many times yeah, about him. Yeah. His degree of difficulty. Yeah. <laughs> He'll just like take a totally routine play and throw off of his left foot running towards the mound just for the hell of it so that when he has to do it, he's ready to go. But how the everyone, all his teammates were all blown away by his ability to do this such that they started making him, they started making him do it all the time just to, for fun. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, do it, do the, do the fucking jump throw thing. Do it, yeah! And he would do it. It's great. It's great just for that. It's also cool to listen to Tulewski talk about Russell Martin behind the plate. How hard he throws, his, his throws down the second base, coming in hot. Uh, Russell Martin threw, like, what, 44% of space delays last year? Something crazy Something like astronomical. that. astronomical, yeah. and of course, his uh, framing is great, and he calls a good game. It's almost like they pay him $18 million a year to be really, really good at his very specific job. It does seem to be what that is, yeah. 
and he hits uh, hits for power. And the thing about Tulo as well is is that it's easy to forget because we'd all like to. Uh, but the leader in J- in games played for the Jays at short spot, shortstop last year was that fellow who's now on the Rockies. Uh, he played like that guy played seventy games, seventy games for the Jays last year. How many games did he play in total? He he, he didn't really get hurt. No, year. I don't think he did. Uh, he played. He's not. Uh, he played one hundred and sixteen in total. I, mean, I think he got hurt afterwards. I don't think he's going to get quite there this year. Mm, probably not. I think he's going to miss. And I think that's good. Miss some time for being a uh, piece of human garbage. Yeah. Doing things that shan't be done. Yeah, Jesus. But anyway, read that story on the Blue Jays' defense that has now... We got all the way here because you decided you need to rant about Kevin well, Pillar. Well, he shouldn't hit leadoff. It doesn't really matter who hits leadoff for this team. But, come on. Well, when it when when the leadoff hitter for the Toronto Blue Jays is the rightful heir to the leadoff spot. <laughs> when Joey Votto's hitting leadoff right, for the yeah, Toronto Blue Jays, right. everything will be fine then. Uh... What else is going on? Oh, so we'll talk about um, contract stuff. Okay. So the Baptista stuff's kind of quieted down. Well, there's no negotiation, so what is there, there's what no is negotiation. there to say? Yeah. He said his piece, uh, Peter Gammons, I guess, had a yeah. quote today saying that yeah, Baptista's convinced him, yeah. the, ta- the team leaked it. Uh, because who else would have leaked that number to what is it, Rick Westhead or whatever? Westfall? Yeah, Rick Westhead at TSN. He's the one who... Who first reported the number, the five one fifty number, uh, which is probably too low. Uh, and then there's been some talk well, which today, is supposedly too low, but <laughs> it's, it's not too low. It's too high, but whatever. There's some talk today about Edwin Encarnacion, right? Having preliminary talks with the Jays. All right. Again, Encarnacion also put a deadline. He didn't say no negotiation, but he said end of spring training. That's it. Then I'm focus play on the year. games. And focus on the year. He's got to make hands. his stock you know, as high as possible so the Red Sox <laughs> will pay full price. I think the Red Sox may have a DH already. They've got a bunch. <laughs> they got a whole mess yeah. of DHs. Yeah. Uh, but so, so Encarnacion. Yeah. So the, the thing that's been mentioned a few times, and the thing that seems to be kind of the conventional wisdom might be the way to describe it, that Encarnacion will come cheap. Or cheaper than that Bautista. Bautista. Yeah. That's to which I say, baloney. Really? All right. Mark Normandin, uh, who writes for SB Nation, does a lot of wrestling, but he also writes now. He Mark's a great follow if you don't follow him, even if you don't like wrestling like me. Uh, but the one thing he's been, he does the newsletter, SB Nation Morning Newsletter, which is great. Okay. I yeah. recommend everyone. I'm a big supporter of email newsletters as I can't be bothered to look at web pages because they're bullshit. Um, oh, that's weird. I can't be bothered to look at email because fuck email. Oh, email's great. It's right there. It tells me what needs to be needs to be known. Anyway, he made a point that okay, so we, everyone's the, much has been made about Encarnacion's youth. Uh huh. So he's what thirty three, right? Yeah, he'll be thirty three. This is his age thirty three season. Yeah, next year will be age thirty four, and Batista age thirty six. What What is it that we think that that he's going to get that's less than what Bautista's going to be after? As a 33-year-old slugger, with his track record, with more home runs than anybody but Chris Davis, who just got like a hundred and fucking sixty million dollars, what's Encarnacion going to get that's going to be less than that? I think he's going to get less than that. But how much? I, I where is he going to go? Who's going to pay him this money? He needs to go to the American League. He's 33, but I mean, he does not have a great you know history of health. I mean, he's 
Not, not not like big long-term injuries all the time, but, you know, the back's always tightening up on him. He was great, but he had a fucked up finger all year last year. You know, there and, and he's a guy who, like, that's why he's a DH. He's a guy you don't want to have on the field all the time because you he think that that's going to make he it does a, a fine work. job yeah, over know, there. He does, he does fine at first base, but I think I think the, th- the thinking is they don't want him to, like, be running around out there too much. Well, maybe in that the cement death <laughs> trap. So I don't know. So I think I think the conventional wisdom is such because there's a limited market for him. And uh, so you think he's getting less than five years. You think he's not going to get paid through his age thirty nine? Who's, who's paying? Who's giving him five years? Who, which team is giving him? What is looking? Why at him? would look at what right-handed power hitters look at what people do to get anything that looks like a right-handed power hitter. Yeah, that's a thing. So maybe Carlos Beltran had one good year that isn't as good as any of Encarnacion's years. He was older and he got three years from the Yankees. He got less money, but he's again, he's older and way beat up. But I don't think you can even compare. I mean, so you think Edwin's going to get five years? I don't... Why, if Victor, Mar- Victor Martinez's contract is bad... Yes. But he got four. Yeah. And Edwin's and no that Victor. that was going to be like 30, He's 36, 36. Yeah. That's what's again, you're coming back three full years. You're talking I about just, a hitter who is so significantly better than Victor Martinez. Just like we've said, we've had the same conversation. Yeah, oh yeah. No, that, I mean, Edwin's incredible. Yeah. He's, and he's better at everything than, Mar- than Victor Martinez. Other than so being... Pretending to be a catcher. Or, yeah, oh, there's that too. Even still. No, that's this is true. I Maybe maybe I'm wrong, but I, I just... I think he... I think Edwin projects as an, it looks like an old thirty-three. Do you and think I think he, that I don't think you trade him the same as you treat uh, every thirty-three-year-old. Do you think that he's going to get one hundred million dollars? I don't know. I, I I wouldn't say for sure he will. You, I think, are looking at me like I think he he's will. totally going to get it. Why wouldn't he? I think if if the Blue Jays think they're going to get away with. Much less than that, I think they would be kidding themselves. And I think that anyone who gets who does do that is going to get a really good deal. I wrote about this last week, I think, and I had a poll up. I, I think most people, you know, most people said four and four and ninety seemed like a, a nice, a nice, the correct contract for Edwin Encarnacion. Yeah, I, I think I said something on the Blue Jays site that they thought that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I said something like four and seventy-five, which is probably too light. Uh, granted, but it's I don't know how much how much lighter, how much heavier you want to get than four and seventy five. We're talking about like one of the very best hitters in the American League. So you think you think those teams are going to be lining up to pay him for five years? That is the concern. And every team will want him for three. What if the, every team what will if the want DH is coming years. though? What if the DH is, is coming to the National League? I don't think it is. And that would change everything. Yeah, I think that would change a lot. Because the problem, uh, but I, and Manfred seemed to say there's no appetite for it among the, well, of course, NL owners. So I don't think it's coming. I think that in a yeah, I don't know who like. I mean, I every team would pay him for three years. Every team would be like three year contract, boom, done. Four years, I don't know that every team would do that, but you'd have people who would do that. I guess it only takes one team to offer five, and maybe it goes there, but. But I certainly don't see beyond five. And if it's not, you know, if it's five years, yeah, maybe you're around 100. Maybe you're a little over 100. I'll have to look into it a bit more. I, have, I haven't I have done the same kind of 
looking for comparable players that's at comparable I mean, ages. That's like, I have thing. with Bautista. But, and, I mean, I, I think mean, about and, Gary and, Sheffield. Yeah. Maybe. Again, I mean, Sheffield these are all was, guys who are older. It's true. I mean, They it's were just, even older. That's that's true. He's at an, an, a bit of an odd age, I think, as a free agent. He just doesn't. I mean, and this is maybe stupid, and maybe this maybe there are smarter teams that would, you know, that oh, I'm sure there are, there are 30 of them. Uh, that would you know look into look into it and, and say that I'm being ridiculous, but he just he just he just doesn't feel like the typical 33 year old. I would I wouldn't put his like his comparable as you know someone else who's coming up on free agency at 33. Like when Jose Batista was 33 two years ago, I would say that that's a guy who will who I could pay for six seven years or more. You say that Edwin Edwin has a bad body. It's just the bad body, yeah. It's the but it's the bad body. It's not like he's Prince Fielder even. It's like where he has the bad body, but also is always healthy, except when he stopped being healthy. It's like you know, and he, you know, and to his credit, plays through it and is fucking amazing. Like I don't want to, mm-hmm. I don't want to knock the guy, but I don't know. You just you see, as you age, you're not going to have less back tightening up situations you're not going to have fewer things where your knees are hurting or whatever is barking at you that's keeping you off the field like that's just going to increase so even though he's only 33 i think he's 33 who you know with some of those some of those nagging things that uh and i mean i say that i'm sure i'm sure somebody listening is like through gritted teeth like he did, his back has been fine for a year and a half or I don't know when the last time that mm. that actually hit but there hit is, him there, was but there's you, always stuff with him there are many in, in, injuries to choose from and I think it will be interesting to see how it plays out and if I do think that the fact that the deal he I, I, can, I don't think I, would, I wonder what the, the incredibly under market deal he signed this one that he's on now you know, again, the Jays took a bit of t- took on some risk. It was what three thirty, right? That's what he's on. Yeah, three thirty three or something. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it was there was there was risk on both sides, but it's a very friendly deal. He has been very underpaid for the duration of that contract. Yeah, as he's been a what he had thirty nine home runs this year. So yeah, he was so good. Fucking hat trick! Come yeah, on, yeah, yeah. It'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Uh, one other free agent guy, uh, we've mentioned it before, and he's kind of flown, flown under the radar because he's because he's not Jose Bautista. <laughs> or yeah, he's Brett Cecil. Yeah, uh, I know that uh, Arden Arden Zwelling had a story on his recovery and how he when he tore his calf in the ALDS and how he was grinding to get back in case the Jays made the World Series. And I I didn't actually uh, I haven't actually read it, but uh, go check it out. Uh, and then there's been some other talk about how. The Jays should maybe look to sign Cecil for the next for a few more years. I love Brett Cecil. I think he's you know he was fucking amazing last year, and you know once he got right, and he was great the year before. Mm-hmm. He's I, really really it, good. It doesn't. He is. He's. Really, it, it doesn't seem to me like a thing that the Jays would do. Uh, that doesn't mean it's a thing that they shouldn't do. But well, it reminds me of like when Scott Downs was. He he's got a lot in common with Scott Downs in my mind. That's yeah. <laughs> That's a guy who, once he left the Blue Jays, was he had a good year, at least one good year. I in, think so. In, 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 in the Angel, uh, with the in Angels, Angels, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, at, at least I think more than that. But yeah, it's just, especially when you're staring at the Batista and Encarnacion situation. It's hard to justify taking money and spending that on a on a sixty inning guy who. You know, Who gets hurt just... the second he steps <laughs> off the fucking mound? 
And also, I mean, it's it's cliched at this point, but like they're volatile fucking relievers. Like I I know that that's what the going rate is, and some like somebody will pay him more money than I think the Jays will pay him. Basically, is what it is. I just I just don't see the Jays playing in that pool where they're like, all right, yeah, let's sign a let's sign a reliever for for you know four years and. And like thirty five million dollars or whatever that that's that, that if doesn't he, work, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. My my concern with Cecil is is that he's always hurt, like at with silly things. Yeah, that, that, like I mean, I think that freak was injuries, but one after another. I think that was after why when he was bad at the start of last year, right? Like his, he basically didn't have a spring training because he was hurt at the start of the year, I think. Or Did he have some shoulder stuff at the beginning of the year that that went away? But then he, I think so, he, yeah. He's like Downs. That used to happen at, every time Scott <laughs> Downs would be asked to field his fucking position, he'd be running to first base and twist his ankle or overstep the bag and then Dude, blow his Achilles. That, yeah. Bullshit. Did he injure himself uh, taking it at bat one time? <laughs> Scott Downs? Yeah. I can't imagine. That doesn't sound right, does it? But the, I, I thought, the odds I, I, would be pretty are, are pretty much, are pretty strong against a like a one inning reliever in, on an yeah, American actually team getting hurt at the plate. Yeah, not that it didn't happen, but I there, no, I know there. Were, I mean, I remember no, I remember Cito eventually had the policy of we don't like pitchers. You're just not swinging. Go stand. But I think there might have been a reason for that. That was a pitcher getting hurt, and it might have been Downs. But I might just be completely making that up, and I'm sure. Many people are correcting me loudly to themselves in their car right now. But that's another thing to, to think about. I mean, with 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 Batista and Encarnacion, if 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 you choose to sign one of them, a little bit redundant compared to the other. But Cecil is is really pretty valuable back there in that bullpen. Storin is a free agent too, which is a thing. And you'd well, really, and you'd really like Osuna to start, even I though would he really doesn't like kind Osuna of. To start. Somebody, I don't know if it was Bob Elliott, somebody was tweeting, that they're like, oh, some, well, at least one person in the organization, for whatever that is worth, is like, oh yeah, our best pitcher is Osuna. He's like, he's the best pitcher in the organization. Hard yeah. to argue. A hero. A hero is who said that. Yeah. Holy shit, he's can you really believe good. it? It's officially a baseball season. Carlos Quinton was just hit by a pitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh... I God, God damn it! I want Roberto Osuna to be a starter. It would be really nice. Oh, that's the one thing Cito said that or Cito <laughs> <laughs> Gibby said he's not going to be a multi-inning guy. He's not going to be like a Batanzas hundred inning. Yes, that's right. To which I say, bullshit. Yeah, I'd like to see him. I I'd like to see them take good care of him and not get him up and down all the time. And you know, I think they could fucking like handle him, him throwing a hundred innings. Start. Know. But anyway. Yeah, it would be nice. And they're using like, oh well, you had Tommy John, so you know, I heard, I read that in the piece. It's like you're throwing Drew Hutchinson into the fire immediately. You're there, every. I mean, this new group, the new regime, is maybe different, but holy fuck, Anthopolis would just throw everybody. You, you're in a ball. You want to come to the big leagues? All right, let's let's try this out. We got nothing. <laughs> That's future closer Connor Green. <laughs> For which team? <laughs> Still, always, <laughs> always. You can't. We can't even get his name out without waiting for him to get traded. Actor slash model slash closer Connor Green, I believe. Is, <laughs> that's what you mean. Triple threat, <laughs> triple threat. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Aaron Sanchez. Everyone's talking about big he is now. He's big and muscular. He is big and muscular. He didn't do those two, do those two a days to be a reliever. 
That's for damn sure. That seems to be the uh, the thing. Uh, was John Lott actually? John Lott had something on his Facebook page. Oh yeah, uh, that that's he posted right. yeah, about yeah. Uh, Sanchez gaining weight and Ardiki losing weight. Right. And how best shape of both their lives. Best shape of each of their respective <laughs> lives. Uh, but it was about how Sanchez is um, Sanchez is very fixated on being a starter, which is good. He did say all the right things, quote unquote, right. in that he wants to help the team and whatever they decide and he can only go out there and, and pitch and that will help make their minds. Is he, but. Okay, please. It reminded me of something else. Present your butt. There's a, <laughs> there's a great, uh, I don't know who wrote it, I think it might be the White Sox essay in this year's BP and it's all about Chris Sale. There's an anecdote in there that came from off of a story where Chris Sale in 2012 or 13, um, not long, like he made his, he broke in as a pitcher, as a reliever, right out of university, like right out of school and like almost same year he got drafted, something crazy like that. Right, right. And then they were, they were going to make him a starter and then he complained about a bit of elbow soreness and then they decided they were going to push him back to the bullpen. So a little bit different than Aaron Sanchez, but similar in that they had kind of Jockeyed him back and forth. Right. And then there's a, so there's a story of Chris Sale calling Kenny Williams, the former GM, and I guess he's the president or something of the White Sox now, and basically cursing him out, <laughs> losing his mind, really? being like, I'm a fucking starter, going on and on, being like, no, the pain in my arm, it wasn't anything unusual, it was just a bit of soreness, it's nothing to worry about, I can start, I can do this, I can do this, like convincing his GM in a way that was that that Williams was like taken aback a little bit right, okay. by how forceful <laughs> Sale was and he and he he's fucking awesome more than That's once great. he he refer he said that he he almost crossed the line he's like he almost <laughs> he, he came right up to the line uh which like Chris Sale is so good <laughs> and he's going to win the Cy Young in the American League this year but I love. Well, I mean, I, somebody's got to win it before Strowman's run really. Oh, for fuck! <laughs> the point is, hey, don't, are you measuring heart by height? Man? <laughs> Come on, le, le, I made that mistake before, <laughs> and I will not do it again. Sounds like you think that really tall guy has a lot of heart. Well, I have some news for you. <laughs> <laughs> the point is, I love that story, and and a part of me. Wishes that Aaron, I, I that there's a I hope that there's a similar Aaron Sanchez anecdote out there, either now or in two months from now, where when he's, when he's in Buffalo, where, or if he's not in Buffalo, if he's if they decide Aaron, we want you to be, we're thinking about moving to the bullpen, and I want him, I want to hear through back channels or I have a story surface a year a year from now that Sanchez threatened Ross Atkins' life, like was like no. I am huge now. I didn't do those two-a-days to be, like you said, to be a reliever. I Look at me. I am a beast. I'm going to rip you and your fucking arms off and beat you to death with them. If you don't make me a starter, and then they lift it. And it would really help this story if Aaron Sanchez went on to be as good as Chris Sale. <laughs> Which, there's, I got some other news for you. I, uh, <laughs> here's, here's a sequence of nine numbers that okay. I would like you to, to, to listen to. Okay. Uh, 279. 390-488. And that is, of course, what left-handers hit off Aaron Sanchez last year. 
He's that's his triple. That's the slash. That's line? the slash line for lefties against Sanchez. Three ninety okay. on base, four eighty eight slugging. That's not good. No. So if he is hell bent on being a starter, I think that's great. I think for his career, for his dollars, for the team long term, I think that's great. I think that they have added enough enough shitty depth in terms of Gavin Floyd. God help us. And, you know, Jesse Chavez, that they might run those guys out for uh, for a while while Aaron Sanchez does what he probably should do, which is go to Buffalo and work on being able to get left-handers out or at least not be literally murdered by them. Now I'm going to ask you a question that I've probably asked you. If we've done 50 of these and we did probably 150, no, maybe not that many. Of the a old, bunch. Of the yeah. old ones? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we do a lot, yeah. What is Aaron Sanchez going to learn in Buffalo that he hasn't <laughs> already had the opportunity to learn? This is, an, this is a good question. How many years has Aaron Sanchez been a professional baseball player? Professional. It's When was he drafted? 2010? That was the first Anthopolis draft. This will be his, his sixth or fifth full professional year. Full year as a professional. That is a lot of professional instruction true that is a lot of exposure to hitters of every caliber he was he was part of that lansing beast three-headed four-headed five-headed monster now, did any of those guys ever turn into anything for which the mets deserve <laughs> a lot of credit a buddy of mine actually this is a good point a buddy of mine's in town from new york who is a mets fan and is very very okay with that with that trade happening but actually he's in town because uh, people ask me this all the time he's in the band that does the song at the end of this podcast they are playing at the silver dollar in toronto on friday night i'll put this up in the post as well cool uh so people are into that band and have checked them out i'll tweet about it probably also but yeah uh but anyway he's pretty pleased you feel free to ask him about uh the new york mets and ari dickey and what they got back for him no. <laughs> I won't ask him that. Shit, holy shit, they got a catcher too, as I recall. Do you remember that bat How flip? many years... <laughs> if Aaron Sanchez hasn't figured out how to throw a changeup... <laughs> yeah. What, who's, the, who's Buffalo's pitching coach this year? Uh, don't, don't tell me. I know this. Wasn't it Mickey Story? Is that it? Is it really? I don't, I I don't think it was. I thought it was a guy that got promoted. It was, is it Vince Horseman? I think, I think Horseman might have come up from New Hampshire this year. Back in the 90s. <laughs> uh, whoever. Hey, look, I, do, I don't, you, don't think, you don't think that the, some repetition will help him? Repetition he, with what? Of getting his shit kicked in by, yeah. by AAA lefties? I think that's, yes. I think that's what we're looking for. Or, I mean, because he's a one-pitch pitcher. Or having him go down and the, throw 98 past AAA lefties and being like, oh, he's cured. Well, then he comes gonna, back up, and all these guys are just sitting dead red. Well, he's not gonna—he's not gonna throw that hard when he's a starter, for one. I think he still throws pretty fucking he's hard. Still, he, he throws hard. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. That's true. Um, yeah, uh, uh, you still—I think—got to give him a shot. I mean, would you rather him get his fucking ass handed to him by big league lefties? At least if he goes to Buffalo for a bit, maybe there's a chance that something sort of clicks. He repeats that delivery better. Uh, you know, I think it could it could work out for him well. And then if not, he comes back as a reliever. Otherwise, you know, what do you... Or he's sending to Buffalo. Uh-huh. 
as a starter. <laughs> See if you can keep some of that trade value. Also, and, potentially, I think. Potentially, I think is how I and then pronounce you, that. Yeah. yeah, potentially. And then you, um, you make it a package deal so you can trade Aaron Sanchez and uh, Marcus Stroman's will to live. <laughs> yeah, together. That, that's troublesome. Well, get get him used to it. Get him in Buffalo. Get Sanchi down there in Buffalo. Break and, him up uh, a little bit. Yeah. As long as Stroman's got his pictures of himself on his wall, he'll be good. <laughs> he doesn't even care about much much else. He's not a centaur in the picture, is he? <laughs> no, but because the, the pho- then I think it would be like a, a good enough like ironic nod to. The Photoshop the of the king. photos of him like kissing the mirror are on <laughs> yeah, the way. I'm sure that they are. Talk about an image rehab. The summer of Al. I think that uh, there's only a very select few people who that image has been rehabbed to. Do you no not way. think that you article think, like, popular? Yes. in the popular uh, culture, there was a Rod has got a rehabbed image. Yeah, 100. percent no Not 100. percent No, that's not accurate. But he, <laughs> the world. Many people have changed their view of Alex Rodriguez because he just went about his. He just did his thing last year. He just played. <laughs> he avoided controversy for. He has avoided controversy for three hundred sixty-five consecutive days. He did his thing. His thing a year, the year before was like buying evidence back from like the no, that shady. Was two years ago, <laughs> okay, his yeah. thing a year ago was sitting on his ass, being suspended, <laughs> hanging out with his kids. Uh, Summer of Al. That there was that ESPN article and it was nominated for like the best sports writing or it was nominated for an award that ESPN that where the writer spent six months with with, with A Rod and it's brilliant it made it humbles like it I do, humanizes him and look I, I can't remember I do lo- I do love long form I was uh, just reading uh, one of my favorite writers Chris Jones the other day was uh, uh, was really defended did you know <laughs> did, did you know that just an article you can judge it purely by its length if it's long. It's automatically good. That's obviously they've put a lot of time into writing that many words. Doesn't matter how fucking terrible and ill ill advised they are, as long as they're long, as long as you're typing away, just vigorously stroking yourself to a frothy mess <laughs> at your own crapulence. The writer is writing. Everyone, get out of the way. The reader benefits, which is what. Anyone, all anyone really cares about. Anything else? Spring training shit to talk about? I don't know. Did we talk about Aaron Loop? He said he's. They think his arm is going to fall off. Yeah. Well, they don't know precisely, but uh, yeah, forearm tightness never good, and then through and didn't feel good, and I don't know. By the time people hear this, maybe there'll be updated information about that. Uh, Pat Pat Venditti or whatever the hell people enjoying that. It's a great story. That's the, I mean that's one of the things. That's one of the soft focus things that really works well. I noticed people getting that one out of the way early in camp. They're like, this guy's going to get cut. Better write about the switch pitcher like in the first <laughs> week here. Let's and bless bless up Barry Davis who cannot get his name right. <laughs> I noticed that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But also, I don't know if he is going to get cut. He was really. I mean, it's like. It's like a 15-inning sample, so whatever. But he was really good against lefties last year. Put him and Aaron Sanchez together, and you got something. (laughs) I wonder about Aaron Loop. You and I spent a lot of time defending Aaron Loop or trying to find the value in Aaron Loop. (laughs) Right. But if you are listening to this and you are so inclined and you want to do a little bit of digging, I want you to help me so that I don't have to do it. 
maybe look at where Aaron Luke ranks amongst other left-handed specialists. Because his numbers against lefties, if you kind of play a little bit of arbitrary endpoint game, are really good. He's good at getting yeah, lefties if, out. Yeah, if you especially if you include like two, three years ago. Well, no, even last year. If you if you last don't year, include think, the beginning, yeah, yeah, when he was overused, and also, uh, yeah, and he got like batted a bunch last year. I think his FIP is he got really batted a lot because the balls were those were rockets coming off of his bat. He got <laughs> batted because because Gibby wore him the fuck out. That's no, I, well, that's part. I, I don't know. I remember. I remember you looked at this and was it was like, you know, like a uh, you know. Him making errors on the field, like fielding like little dribblers, that yeah, end up throwing for hits his, and like, yeah, and yeah. like there, there was a bunch early on, I think where. But I do, I do. But he may not be. I an also elite think lefty specialist, if that's what you mean. That the floor for lefty specialist achievement is really, really high. Like if you get anyone who could you could classify as a left-handed specialist, and you put him in now with the state of offense as it is, the quality of pitching as it is. I can't help but wonder if there just isn't another lefty specialist on the scrap heap that you could pull off and have them be not noticeably worse than Aaron Loop, given his inability to perform this year if he's hurt. Yeah. Probably true. So bring on... It's a little cynical to feel that way. No, well... It's it's cynical to feel that way, especially if it's a guy that, that I feel... Was overused or somewhat abused by John. Yeah, Gibbons. he was something that I I can't think of another pitcher that I would accuse Gibbons of doing that. With. You would seem to want him to do it to Robert, Roberto Asuna. He's done. Yeah, I think he does a pretty good job of kind of pulling back. The, David Price was another lefty that he maybe overused <laughs> in the bullpen. <laughs> but did he play for the Blue Jays? I, I don't know what ever became of him. Yeah. Oh well. So. You hate to see that, especially to a guy. Did he was he arbitration eligible this year? Did he get paid yet? Loop. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. I think he was this year. I think he was first time eligible this year. Just made a little bit of money. Yeah. Might make another if, if he if he's hurt. Make the same next year. Whatever. <laughs> if they tender him, yeah. If well, you, you, you would hate to see that happen. That's pretty ghoulish. Yeah, and baseball teams, fucking... professional sports teams in general. Stanley Standesk, he's not going to get down like that. <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. That's it. All right. Uh, anything, you got anything else coming up? Of course, you can read. Uh, did we talk about this last time? Oh, Don Brown. Oh, Don Brown. Yeah, we talked a little bit about Don yeah, Brown. Yeah, that's right. And then they signed him. And then they signed him, which him, was yeah. cool. Uh, Don Brown's out of options. So a lot of people are saying, oh, it's Buffalo Insurance, which it could well be. But he can't help but think if he doesn't shit the bed maybe he comes north yeah i mean everything is north buffalo's north but yeah uh, colloquial yeah. north yes uh well, who are the other options i mean zeke no he's so bad he's kind of bad yeah i am such... a runner at second base from right field there in the, in the, the first uh first game yeah Zeke that I can't I can't call him Zeke I just <laughs> it's just uh, they're saying if Pape doesn't on. win the job he's going to Buffalo Pape's going to Buffalo like that's he's not winning that job unless Saunders get hurt gets hurt and what are the odds of that he ain't nobody's left-handed pitcher or <laughs> left the fielder anyway you don't think so Pape you mean yeah yeah just like Pilar's not anybody's left fielder yeah except for all the times that he was last year. He made that great catch. He's not anybody's. But that was April. He's not anybody's leadoff hitter either. But apparently he is. Joey Votto's going to hit leadoff. I don't know why we're even wasting our time worrying about this. 
There you go. That that really smooths over the fact of seeing Batista in pinstripes next year. You yeah, know, it does. Ari- you know, Arizona Diamondback pinstripes, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have any money left. They gave it all to Granky. Um, it would. It would come close. It probably yeah, if Encarnacion is a Red Sox and Bautista is a Yankee and Joey Votto is a Blue Jay, I'm gonna be okay. All right, well, I'm gonna be okay. Let's file, let's file this one away for later. Then, what well, maybe I won't be okay. That Bautista, that that would be not fun. That would be bad. Yeah, and, well, Joey Votto, Votto coming mean, home though that that would make it all almost all go away. I can't even preemptively like get angry about it because it's happening. He's not coming back. No. It's not. Yeah, it's just he's just not coming back. There's not anywhere else for him to go. Like it's yeah. It's true. Shares off the books. <laughs> Beltran's off Chapman's the books. Chapman's off the books. Chapman's off the books. Yeah. Yeah. If they don't yeah. trade if they don't screw up and trade Andrew Miller, they still have him. Uh Oh man, they got no, but... love Greg Bird back to play first base with at the minimum. Luis Severino who's terrible. And you know what? He's going to love every fucking minute of the booze that gets showered on him for every... Can you imagine? Can you one. for one second Yeah. imagine booing Jose Bautista? Yes. <laughs> if even, even if he signs with, with the Not Yankees. in his first at bat, but probably everyone after that. Yeah. Everyone Vernon Wells had a home run. In his first <laughs> but imagine Vernon Wells was good. Yeah. Then you've got Jose Bautista... He would be he would be a great great villain. I think I think we should start embracing that right now. What an awesome villain he's going to be coming in. Like he's already all, got like all the, like ten times a year with the Yankees. He's already got the 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 Hollywood Hogan beard. Like he's it's all right. Yeah, there. Uh, well, except except they'll probably make him shave that, which is which is like the it's the the, the negative image. That's a, maybe maybe he'll work that into the contract. It's part of his brand, really. The beard, yeah. Right, they do that, right? Johnny Damon had to do that. Yeah, they'll, they'll let it, he'll shave it. They'll make him shave it. He's, they're the Yankees. They don't give a shit. Who the fuck are you, Jose Bautista? Mm-hmm. That's why he's gonna take that sweet Arizona money. It's gonna be great. <laughs> Just killing that NL West. And that was all those enormous ball bats. <laughs> Or you have to hit it twice to get it to go out in left field. He's, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. He is Jose Bautista. Uh, yeah, but the, the the salve for this is uh, is Joey Votto, Blue Jay. That's what I need to hear. So I need to, I'm going to spend some time telling myself that it would it would be okay. Yeah, I'm, I've come around to the idea on account of how he's really fucking good. Oh my god, he's ridiculous. Yeah, it's uh, it yeah. Uh, not that anyone needed more. Uh, like there's evidence. If they have Joey Votto and Russell Martin, it's like cartoonishly <laughs> yeah cliched. We have uh, Michael Saunders also. Don't forget. Oh, he'll be DFA'd by that. <laughs> I think so. Uh, yeah, that's it. I don't want to talk about this anymore. I got <laughs> I got Votto on the mind here. I'm... He was he was better than Edwin in the second half. It's hard to fucking fathom a player hitting better than Edwin did in the second half, but Votto did. On a t- on a team with nobody, <laughs> just hot garbage. All of them, the entire team. Billy Hamilton is so bad. The Reds are so bad. Free him up. Free him up. All right, for Andrew Stoke, my name is Drew Ferris. Thank you for listening to Birds All Day. Uh, we will be back next week talking about your Toronto Blue Jays. Thank you. We'll talk to you then.